from the studios of Grand Fork's Best Source, here we go on a Wednesday morning. Time now for your Berkshire Hathaway bi-weekly podcast. And we're going to be talking with realty expert John Brodine. And we'll talk with John right after this. Real estate can feel a lot like this. But you should expect more when you're buying or selling a home. You should feel taken care of by someone who can turn jitters into ah. Someone with the tools and knowledge to help you find the one or sell yours. We'll take it. Someone who can make real estate feel less like that and more like this. That's Home Services. Berkshire Hathaway Home Services. All right, and we are back at the studios. It's your Berkshire Hathaway bi-weekly podcast. John Brodeen is in the house. You guys all get applause now. Yeah. How you doing, man? Good. How good. about you? Good, good. Been a couple of weeks. Yeah. Uh, how's life uh, in the world of John Brodeen? Pretty good. Yeah. 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 Slowing, slowing down a little bit for work, so it's mm-hmm. all right. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, we had a buddy's wedding last weekend, 4th of July this weekend. So yeah. Yep. Big are plans good. for the 4th? Probably just hanging out with my family here in town. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. It's... I would, that's not a bad thing. This is always the weekend when I wish I had a lake place. Cause yeah, we're uh, we're making the trip to the lake. It's a five-hour drive, and we're going to try to bring our two pups with. So we'll oh, see how that goes. Yeah, good yeah, luck. it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, <laughs> you know, we haven't seen each other in a while. It's been a while since you've been in the studio, but um, uh, I understand there's been some changes going on in the Grand Forks housing market in the last thirty days. Explain that a little bit. Yeah. Um, so in the past, so up until this point, all year even though interest rates have been going up, it's still been just a raging hot seller's market. Mm -hmm. Um, Very, very low inventory, a high number of transactions going through, not as high a number of transactions going through as there was last year, but it's still stayed steady. This was the first, so in the past 30 days, we did see kind of a drop off in new pendings. Okay. um, Which, you know, it, it could be a sign of the market beginning, beginning to balance out. Um, so in the past 30 days, we saw a lot of new listings hit. Uh, we saw 98 new listings hit, which is the most um, so far this year. The second highest was 91 new listings that hit the market in March. Um, only 49 pendings have gone through in the past uh, 30 days, which is a little bit low. Um, it's the lowest since January 2022. Oh. And... Typically, in June, you can expect to see between 60 and 80 homes go pending. So it is slow for the month of June, especially. Um, The number of homes that are active contingent inspection is kind of a good sign, though, because that's the number of homes that have accepted offers. They're still classified as active until Mm -hmm. they remove their home inspection contingency. Okay. Um, Right now, there are 28 active contingent upon inspection. Um, This indicates a lot of activity in the past two weeks, and this is actually pretty high for... Uh, you know, Mm -hmm. the the end of June. So we will expect those 28 homes to be going pending within the next two weeks. So that indicates more activity than the number of actual pendings in the past 30 days. Um, So it probably was late May and early June that we saw fewer homes accepting offers. Okay. um, Judging by this. So if you've got if you've got ninety eight new listings and only forty nine pendings, uh, what's the deal there? Is this taking longer to close or what? Um, no, it just means that uh, there aren't quite as many buyers offering on stuff. Okay, but here, so he, the other really important aspect of looking at the housing market is the number of active listings on the market. There's one hundred and sixty seven active listings on the market. Um, so this is the highest since last October. Wow, um, we saw. Uh, 
you know, the number of listings get pretty high towards the fall of last year. Um, this is a little early in the year for it to get this high, but historically it's still very low. Like compared to 2019, there was, you know, close to 300 listings on the market at this point in time. So it's still very low compared to that, but it's higher than it was like at the beginning of June, there was less than 130 listings on the market. Mm -hmm. So it has gone up by a bit and that's mainly, mainly due to fewer homes going pending. And then the second cause of it is just, we did, we did have a busy month with lots of new listings hitting the market. Mm -hmm. So right now there are 3.41 months of inventory meaning it would take 3.41 months for all of that active inventory to sell out if the homes continued selling at the current rate that they're selling at, 49 pendings per month. Um, Remember, anything below six months of inventory is still a seller's market. Mm -hmm. So we are still in a seller's market. But when we checked at the beginning of June, it was 1.93 months of inventory, which is pretty substantially lower. So, um, yeah, the... Um, you know, it's, it's the highest. So the months of inventory is the highest since last, like December and January, uh, last December, it was four point something. And January was, I think exactly the same at 3.41. So this is, you know, for the whole year of 2020, I'm not sure if it even got quite this low, um, may have gotten just a little bit lower than this, but in 2021, and so far in 2022, we're used to a little bit lower months of inventory than this. Um, now, in order for the balance for the market to be balanced, where neither sellers nor buyers have an advantage, we would still need a lot more listing inventory. Okay, um, you know, if if 49 homes continued going pending per month, you would need 294 listings on the market for it to be a balanced market. So right now we're 167. Yep. We're still a long ways away from sure. there. But this is this is something buyers have been waiting for for a long time. Um, when when there's less, you know, when when there's a little bit more inventory on the market, it's still not high inventory, it's still not balanced. But when there's more than there used to be, this buyers breathe kind of a sigh of relief sure. because there's more options for them to pick from. They're less likely to get into these crazy bidding wars on houses that aren't even that nice. Um, so it's definitely something that buyers have been looking forward to for a while. And it's a sign of a healthy market because you can't just go up at a crazy rate for, you know, a super long period mm-hmm. of time. It, the market kind of needs to balance out and reach equilibrium. The main issue we're dealing with right now is just a shortage of supply for the number of buyers that are in the market. There's a huge percentage of a uh, huge percentage of Americans right now that are in that home buying age. Yeah. So like, you know, 28 to 35, mm-hmm. that's a huge percentage of the population right now compared to previous years. Um, so that's part of the reason for the high demand. Um, and you could see the, the reason the number of pendings could be going down is could be a little bit of uncertainty with the market. Sure. People don't know what direction things are going to go. So if you are, you know, the rules don't change. Um, when I tell people, if you're thinking about buying a home, if you can expect to be in there for five years or more, it's an excellent decision to buy a home. doesn't really matter when, because the longer that you're going to be in there, the less it's going to matter when you bought and the more it's going to matter just that you bought when you sure. did. Um, still, I mean, even though people who made a short-term decision and lived in a home for two years mm-hmm. have kind of gotten lucky over these past couple of years, doesn't mean that's a wise decision because you never know exactly what's going to happen. Right, right. So maybe those people feel like geniuses right now, but that still is riskier than 
the tried and true, buy a home, stay in it for five years at least. Um, you know, that's a much safer option, much better financial option than renting. You know, if we were to dumb this down a little bit for people like me, uh, you talk about months of inventory, how it's gone up quite a bit just this month. Mm -hmm. But so if we were to dumb this down, 3.41 months of inventory. So if not another house showed up on the market for sale, that means if it was to end today, that means all the houses should be sold in 3.41 months and then you're out of inventories. Am I reading this right or hearing this right? Yep. So that's how we measure inventory rather than just measuring inventory by the number of listings on the market. You have to put it in perspective by looking at the number of homes that are selling per month. Um, Because, you know, in a big market that's got a million people, you might have 20,000 listings. That might be low inventory if x number are selling per month and there's only two months of inventory mm-hmm. right okay um, versus if our market has 400 listings we have high listing inventory because maybe the number of pendings is only is only 40 per month so then you've got 10 months of inventory which is a crazy buyer's market so it all depends on how many homes are selling per month okay um, now you, you you mentioned this 3.41 months of inventory is low yeah. Now higher than it was though. But higher than it was at the beginning of the month. Now, is there a number is you being a realty expert, is there a number where you start to get nervous where you start to go, "Ooh, boy, I I don't like this." Um, you know, it depends on which side of the transaction you're on, sure. honestly. So I work with more sellers than buyers, mm-hmm. so I don't mind the seller's market. Um, you know, if but when you're working with buyers, it becomes very difficult, especially when it gets down to like two yeah. months of inventory or something like that. Yeah. Because you're you're offering on a lot of homes, you're you're losing out on homes that you want because you get outbid by somebody. Mm-hmm. Um, if I'm a listing agent, I start to you know it starts to become a little bit harder uh, when there's over five months of inventory on the market. And now for a good listing agent, this isn't going to be a problem. So in a way, I do. In, in a way, I don't mind this because. In a, in a hot seller's market, less experienced agents can make mistakes and still come out with a good result. Right, um, right. In a tighter market, listing agents have to nail everything. That's part of the reason when I meet with a seller and I go over my track record with them, I show my track record and all my statistics all the way back to 2017. Sure. You know, 2017 through 2019 was a pretty flat market, pretty balanced market. Um so you need somebody who can do better than the average, even when the market's not great, as well as when the market's hot. That's kind of the big difference maker between the best listing agents and the not-so-great listing agents. Right, the experts and the not-so-experts. Yeah. Are bidding wars a good thing or a bad thing? Um, depends if you're a buyer or a seller. Sure, um, sure. If you're a seller, I'm thinking you're loving it. Yeah, if you're a seller or a homeowner, this, mm-hmm. is, this is what causes prices in the area to rise. Um, our prices... So our market is, in general, more conservative than other markets in the country, mm-hmm. meaning we don't have giant booms and we don't have giant busts. Right, right. So even our market being as crazy as it has been, it hasn't been crazy compared to the other crazy markets in the country. You've seen markets go up by 15 or 20% in a year, yeah. and that's happened for two years straight. In our market, our we've gone up by you know about six and a half, six to 6.5% six each year over the past two years. So what I expect is if inventory if inventory continues to rise and we reach a more balanced state, we're going to see we're not going to see prices falling. We would need like you know in order to hit six months of inventory, 
we would need 294 listings on the market. Sure. Okay. I don't see that happening very soon. And even if it does happen, prices still can continue to rise just much more slowly. Uh In order for prices to fall, you'd probably need like, you know, practically double that on. I would imagine. Yeah. You would need 400 plus listings on the market or even more than that because, um, you, you need almost everybody to panic and sell at once in order for prices to fall like they did in 2008 or whatever. Mm -hmm. And people are not in a position where they have to do that. People can afford the homes that they're in. They have excellent credit. They have a ton of equity. They're not in a home that they can't afford. They can afford it. They've got a lot of equity. It's not going to be a foreclosure crisis. So just because we're heading for a recession, we talked about this last time I was on the podcast, Mm -hmm. A recession does not equal housing crisis. People have that in their minds. Right. Last time this happened, there was a housing crisis which caused a recession. Yeah. Um, Most recessions do not result in a housing crisis. And our national housing market is very healthy. Homeowner equity, a lot of new home buyers entering the market. The conditions just really aren't there for a huge collapse. Yeah, you know, even during a recession, uh, first things first, you still have to have a roof over your head, and yep. and that's what matters most to people. Mm-hmm. Uh, then you just got to kind of have to deal with all the rest of the crap, you know. But yep. um, that's the way it goes sometimes. Yeah, yeah. And it's, you know, and that's, it's healthy for a market. You're going to see many market cycles through your lifetime. And it's mm-hmm. just the way it is. Sure. Um, like when I, I mentioned this story a little while back on my social media, but when I bought my home, I bought my home in 2017. Mm-hmm. And I kind of bought at the top of that market. Um, in my specific price range, because in my specific price range, shortly after I bought, there was a builder who came to town that was building really affordable, nice new construction homes that were actually priced right around my price when you factor in specials or even a little mm-hmm. bit lower. Mm-hmm. So there was probably a short period of time where my home went down in value just a little bit. Oh, sure. But then now over the long term, it's been five years now. Now my home's probably gone up in value by about sixty per, or $60,000. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's all about it's just like the stock markets man up and down and up and down just got to be there at the right place at the right time yep and uh less that than just getting in and staying in being in it for the long haul don't put yourself in a situation where you're going to be forced to sell before you know when the time's not right and if you hang on for the long term if you if you own a home for 20 or 30 years it's pretty normal for it to double or triple yeah. in that amount of time wow how does somebody get a hold of realty expert john brodine uh check me out on instagram john brodine realtor i believe it is uh check me out on uh youtube go ahead and subscribe to me and follow me uh john brodine realtor if you want to become a client 701-213-5428 is my cell phone number um and yeah i'd love to talk All right. We'll uh, see you Friday. Yes. Sounds good. Have yourself a great remainder of the week. There you go. That's your realty expert, John Brodine. That's Wednesday's edition of your Berkshire Hathaway biweekly podcast. John will be back in the studio again Friday morning, 10 o'clock. Until then, have yourself a great remainder of the week.